Hello? You got me? Hey, how you doing? Good, great, man. Thanks for the time today. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Have some fun, fellas. Uh, you ready to go? Always, man. All right, let's just go back to game two. After the game, what did Adoka and the players think about their performance? Look, the Celtics, and it's ironic, have had a, an issue for – that's plagued them for a few games throughout the playoffs – they are one of the worst third-quarter teams for as good as they are that I've seen in a long time. And ironically, the Warriors, and this has been the case for the Warriors for a long time, pretty much throughout their entire dynasty, they are one of the best third-quarter teams of all time. And I think if you're the Celtics, you have to look at this trip to the Bay Area in a positive light because you got a game. If you were going back to TD Garden... Down 2-0, you'd be in a lot of trouble because Steph Curry is not blowing a 2-0 lead, especially at this stage in his career. He's not losing the finals if that's the case. 1-1, you've kind of flipped the script. You have three games at home now, uh, potentially, uh, if you win one here, and I, th I think that they're in a really good spot, but the adjustments that need to be made really come on the offensive side of the basketball because, again, this is a Warriors team that's heralded as a great shooting team, can shoot the lights out of the place, can run up the score, and the Celtics have held into under 110 points in consecutive games, which is not bad. It's pretty much on the mark of what they are doing throughout the year. Offensively, the turnovers are killing them. And it's just a lot of errant passes and rushing the pace and not controlling the pace of the game. And against the Warriors, that's something you have to do. You cannot turn the ball over because this is a team that not only is going to consistently beat you in transition, but can beat you in transition in a multitude of ways. This isn't a team that has to go to the rack. This is a team that can pull up, you know, from across the country and hit. Like, there is nowhere that's safe. I mean, Jordan Poole exemplified that at the end of the third quarter. There is nowhere that's safe for this, you know, Warriors team to hit from. Steph Curry can hit from 50 feet. So you got to, you really have to control the amount of turnovers in game three. Marcus Smart with the passes. Jalen Brown, for some reason, throughout this playoff, every time he gets to the paint, he loses control of his handle. And you can't have that. And this is a game of tertiary pieces and sides. Like, it's not going to come down to Jason Tatum and Steph Curry unless one of them goes scorch earth and goes for 40 or 50 points. And the way both teams are playing defensively, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I'm less confident in that happening than I was at the beginning of the series. Can Al Horford... Did not necessarily do what he did in game one with Derek White. But can he get you 12? Can Derek White get you 10? Can Grant Williams, who's supposed to be a reliable three-point shooter, can he get you nine? Marcus Smart's your third guy. He's got to get you more than 15, especially if in a game where Klay Thompson's going to go four of 19. If Klay Thompson goes four of 19 and you're the Boston Celtics, you have to capitalize. Jalen Brown came out exceptionally well and then faltered. Had a very bad quarter two through four. That can't happen. He needs to be an all-star level player in order for the Celtics to win the finals. Look, I was not anticipating the Celtics going up 2-0. They are a good team. 
They should be in the finals. They're worthy of being in the finals. This is not one of the best finals teams we've seen in the last two decades. And granted, this isn't the best Warriors team. But had this Celtics team gone in and gotten two games at Golden State, I think all of us here and all of us listening would have been pretty shocked. This is a dynasty we're dealing with. So I think if you're the Celtics and you're Ime and the coaching staff and the players, you got to settle down. You got the game you needed. You're going back home. You got to win, though, game three. You do not want to be playing on your heels against this team. This is an experienced team. This isn't a one-man band. This isn't Jimmy. This isn't Giannis, who was without Middleton, or KD and Kyrie. This is a fluid team of guys who are used to stepping up, a.k.a. Kavon Looney. Oh, everyone's like, where's he come from? This guy's got multiple rings. He's been a part of this team. He knows his role. They move the ball so well. So if you're the Celtics, you have to kind of control the pace of the game and and then control the pace of your thoughts. Understand where you're at. Look, settle in. Let's just take it one game at a time. Get game three under our belts. Get a win there and then see where we're at. Go up 2-1 at home with another game at home in game four. He's <laughs> he's he may not be. That's a great great meme call. Honestly, there's so many good memes out there. I mean, we could have a to- we could have a whole another radio show. We did like over the quarantine, like one of the, my podcasts that I run, the Charity Stripe. We have a page. Uh, go check it out if you want some. I guess semi funny Instagram content. We did a meme bracket for March Madness because there's no March Madness going on, and you guys would be shocked about how many great memes there are out there. Uh, Homer Simpson fading into the bush being one of them. Look. It's ironic. There's been a whole thing of Tatum and his whole narrative of Kobe Bryant. You know, he's trying to emulate Kobe Bryant. Same practice gear, wears armband. Um, you know, you know, replicate the ball, laying on the ball, and Kobe Bryant would not be disappearing in the fourth quarter. Winner, you know, he will be going. Kobe Bryant got his nickname because this is where he shined in the fourth quarter. And Jason Tatum's young. He's been around a long time. He's only 24. But he, if he wants to be that kind of player that Kobe was, if he wants to be that kind of next-level player, that superstar that you can win because of, not just win with, but win because of, he needs to show up in the fourth quarter. That's going to separate his legacy. That's good. He won the Larry Bird trophy, and he deserved to do so. But Jalen, you could have made the case for Jalen. And you can't win because Al Horford's scoring 20-plus a game. You know, respect to Al Horford in game one. He was amazing. Derek White was amazing. And Jason Tatum had 13 assists, so it's not poo-poo. That's a very important stat to remember. But going 3 of 17 is not going to cut it. If you compare him to the other young superstars in the league, Luka, Jokic, these guys are not disappearing in the fourth quarter. And that's why they're still, in my mind, a step ahead. 
Now, granted, he's I think I think he's a better player than Booker is. I think he's a better player than Donovan Mitchell is, and I think he could hit that level of Jokic and Bead and Luca. But these those three guys, in my mind, I would feel way more confident about leading a team in the fourth quarter. And Tatum has exemplified that thus far, a majority of the time throughout the playoffs. Now, granted, he also is capable of going on amazing scoring runs, and he's incapable of scoring at every level. And I want it to be a situation where the only thing that really aggravates me at times about Jason's game, and again, he could... He could be a mellow type where he can, you know, win a scoring title. And he he's so long and he's so tough to defend and he's so athletic and strong. And the way he uses his body is great. And I love him attacking at the rim. And I don't think he does it enough. When he gets in these shooting slumps, which is okay. It could happen when you're shooting at that high volume, when the pressure's on for you to be that primary scorer. When you get into a shooting slump, oftentimes he tries to shoot himself back in from three, you know, or pull-ups. You're 6'10", you're strong, long, go to the rack, dude, and get to the line. I would love to see more. If Jason finds himself 3 of 12, 3 of 14, go to the rack. Because that'll open up, A, things beyond the arc for your teammates, and you know, and, and and hopefully put Grant Williams, Al Horford, Jalen, you know, these guys to be in a good position to hit wide open threes. But also you're gonna draw the foul. You're as big as they are. You're bigger than Draymond. You're close to the same size as Kevon Looney. Go to the rack on these guys. There's times where they put Steph on him, you know, Steph in in a, in a switch. And Steph was having his, you know, really holding his own, and that shouldn't be the case. How many times do we see Steph switch on to like Al or something like or 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 Jason or quite frankly anybody on the Celtics because he's smaller than everybody and, and they had a tough time and they were hesitant to go to the rack. This Celtics team needs to attack the, the the hoop more when they're not finding their shot. And that's something they haven't really done in the playoffs. And when they have done it, they've been successful. Hundred percent, but that's the that's the thing in the playoffs. Who's gonna step up? You know, which got look okay. Probably the greatest, and I'm not just saying this because he was my favorite basketball player of all time. You know, Game Six, Heat, Spurs. Who hits the big shot to save the Heat season and lead them to overtime, which they win, and then to Game 7, which they win, to win the title. It's not Chris Bosh, not Dwayne Wade, and it's not arguably the greatest basketball player of all time in LeBron James who had missed the shot prior. It's Ray Allen. Again, who's a Hall of Famer in his own right, but at that point in his career was just a side piece. The sides have to step up. I'm a big barbecue guy, and don't get it twisted. I love my brisket, and I love my turkey, but it's about the cornbread... It's about the collard greens, about the mac and cheese here in the, in, in the finals. These guys have to step up. 
And I, I don't, I don't, I poo-poo anybody who's like, oh well, Al Horford and Derek White won't do that again. I'm like, good, they may not have to. Like Derek White, we may have had the Derek White game, and that's okay because it should the Celtics team go to the mean where maybe Derek White's not getting us 21, but also Jason Tatum's not going three of 17. There has to be a happy medium with the Celtics. It can't be you know, you know, Jekyll and Hyde every time. It can't be either, you know. All the guys are on or all the guys are off and we're scoring 88 points. You can't score 88 points in, in a finals game and expect to be in it in this day and age. This isn't, you know, 2005 anymore, right? I, You know what? I love – here's what I love about Grant Will. Somebody needs to step up to Draymond Green, and it can't be Jalen Brown. We can't – I don't – I. Jalen Brown should be held back and, and put away from in Draymond Green because Draymond Green's got a tactic going on where he'll get a tee early or something, get a big foul early, and he knows it's going to really take a lot for him to get thrown out of the game because he's a main player and the refs aren't going to want to do that. They're not going to want to throw him out of the game. He plays mind games. He's done this before. He's a very heady player. He's great at it. And we can't have Jalen and Jason be thrown off by that. We can't have him trying to, you know, stoop to the level of Draymond Green. But I love what Grant Williams is doing. I don't mind Grant Williams getting in there and trash-talking Draymond Green. I can't imagine looking at him that his trash talk is very good. But it could be to the point where it's so bad that it does get in Draymond's head. And I'm into Grant Williams kind of being that backbone and being that fighter for the Celtics. And we need, though, Grant Williams... He needs to hit a couple of threes. He needs to do what Otto Porter Jr. did in game one where you're sitting there and Otto Porter Jr. just bangs like four threes and, and you know, the Warriors fans are lost. Like, how is Grant Williams doing to this, doing that to us? But Grant Williams, this he had a great three-point shooting year. Did he not? He shot so well from three, elevated his game there. He needs to be able to do it in the finals. I'm not asking for 15 points, 20 points. Even though he has done that, he was great in game seven against the Bucks. You got to get me nine or ten points of your Grant Williams every game if we want to win this thing. Look. Come injury or no injury, leave Clay Thompson open at your own peril because he has shown spurts. He was not good in, in game two. Pitiful, quite frankly, compared to his standards. And they left him in the game. And he tried to shoot his, you know, get a shooting rhythm going and he couldn't. But Clay Thompson, and he did it at one point, when he needs to, will hit a dagger three. When, the, when it's 10 point game. And we're sitting there and going, okay, if the Warriors hit one more three, it's over. You best believe number 11 is going to hit that shot. That's what he lives for. So you could leave Klay Thompson open. You have to respect his game still. You have to respect his savvy because there's times where he moves the ball so well and he's so still so good off you know, with the ball out of his hands. And it's a situation where he is such an all-time shooter. You have to respect him somewhat. I think Jordan Poole has gotten to the point where health-wise where he may command a little more respect. Um, but you have to admit Wiggins as well, but you still have to respect Clay Thompson because there could be a situation where he hits eight threes, and I wouldn't be that surprised. 
Like, would we really be that shocked if Klay Thompson in Game 3 went, like, 8 of 10 from three-point line? No, because he's done that in his career. This is a guy I was watching, I think, two years ago, maybe last year. It was I was watching a game, and Spider Mitchell went for 23 points in a quarter. And I was watching with my British uncle, who does not watch much NBA, and he was blown away. 23 points in a quarter. He goes to me, is that a lot? I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes teams don't even score 23 points in a quarter. Uh, the Celtics' third quarter this past game, too, ironically. Um, and then I go, if you think 23 is a lot, imagine someone scoring 37. I'm not saying Klay Thompson's that same player, but he has that in him. 37 points in a quarter is one of the most underrated, ridiculous stats of all time. Ridiculous. Klay Thompson can still bury from three. You have to respect him somewhat. You cannot leave him open. He will make you pay eventually. Maybe not last game. Maybe not do it in game three. But when push comes to shove and they need him to make you pay, this is a guy that lives for the moment. He loves it. He relishes it. He wakes up and prays for it. He wants that 100-mile-per-hour fastball right down home plate. Dare him to beat you with the speed. He's that kind of guy. So, yeah, you got to respect Klay Thompson. And quite frankly, I, th- I, Jalen Brown needs to show that he's an all-star, like a superstar player. Like, if you're a top 35 guy in the NBA, which Jalen Brown is, and there's been arguments that he's top 25, depending on certain moments, because you know, at the end of the season, he was incredible the last 10 games. He needs to be that guy if, they want, if the Celtics want to win. Jalen needs to step up and go for 25. And efficiently, an efficient 25. It can't be like 8 of 22, you know? It needs to be an efficient 25. Like really shooting 50% plus from the field. And it's, it's a tall ask. It's not easy against a good defensive team like the Warriors who are experienced. But if you're a Jalen Brown, you got to be able to do that. Go Celtics. Thank you guys for having me. Take care. Be good, fellas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.